Hola, my name is Jesse Medina. Welcome to Femex Podcast, a bilingual female empowerment show that brings inspiration and resources for women who want to thrive and live life on their own terms. In each episode, we talk about the stories of women who overcame adversity and empower themselves to follow their dreams. Are you ready to grow and be inspired along with me? Let's do this. Hi everyone, this is Jesse, and I'm here today with the founders of Posh Palma Styles, Valerie and Jelly, or Jel Sandra. How is it going, ladies? Good! We're so excited to be here and grateful for the opportunity. Of course, I'm super excited. I actually found you, I think, on Facebook the first time that I saw your store, and everything was so beautiful. I just really loved what you're doing. I love your style. I love that you're Latina. So before we go into the business part, I really want to hear a little bit about your background. I know you come from Dominican background, but I want to hear a little bit about your stories. Um, so yeah, so let's go back there and then let's walk through your journey. Okay, perfect. So I'll start off. So I am Jel Sandra, as Jesse introduced me, aka Jelly. Um, I was born and raised in Providence, Rhode Island. Both of my parents are from Dominican Republic. I was in Rhode Island, pretty much raised there and lived all my life. At about, let's say, 19, I moved to New York City, where I, I was already determined to really pursue, let's say, fashion as a career, as this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I said I was either going to go to New York or California because I wanted to do it big. So I visited both schools. And when I stepped foot, let's say on 27th and 7th in, in New York City, I said, this is it. I felt it. I had like that gut feeling that told me this is home. Wow. So I did, you know, and I went to FIT, one of the best fashion schools mm -hmm. in, this, in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, graduated in 2010 with a merchandising degree from there. And then pretty much from 2010 to 2020, let's say I've had 10 years of experience in corporate America with two different companies. And I've done everything from merchandising. I've worked in photo studios. I've done styling. I've done buying. So pretty much all of that um, in terms of the fashion industry, the business side, right? Like not mm -hmm. the design, the more design side yeah. of it. What and about uh, you, Valerie? Where are you from? Tell us a little about your background. So I'm Valerie and my parents are from Dominican Republic and I was also born in Rhode Island. And when I was two years old, my mother sent me to Dominican Republic and that's where I pretty much was raised for the majority of my life. And I then came to the U.S., pursued a higher education here in the United States, learned the language. And wow. I graduated last May with my bachelor's in international relations and marketing from Clark University. And after graduating, I had the opportunity to move to Mexico City. Mm. Um, I was working there as a Fulbright scholar, working in the impact investing field, specifically for women-led businesses. So like, you know, raising awareness of the importance of gender lens investing. Wow. Um, so I was supposed to come back from Mexico on August. August, like right around this time but because of COVID um, and everything that was happening my Fulbright grant got canceled so I came back to Miami oh. back in March so you know a little bit unexpected everything that has happened but everything happens for a reason and I'm very happy how everything has turned out so that's really incredible because you I feel like you have that flavor in you right you, you both speak Spanish you have that Dominican accent I was talking to you before the this call and I love the Dominican accent I'm actually obsessed with bachata too that's on top of my list I want to go there who knows when I'll be able to go now but I'm just really excited you are creating this beautiful brand that 
has that flavor that's that song like you said yes. you can see the influence you can see miami in it too and i think one of the most beautiful things that caught my eye when i was looking at your store is the quality of the design because i think a lot of the times especially when people are rushing to start something sometimes we compromise on the quality mm-hmm. or you know kind of like the style the aesthetic and i really love that it looks really put together it looks beautiful as someone who is in love with design maybe not fashion necessarily but um, I mean I like fashion I'm just not like a professional you know in in that industry but as someone who really appreciates the way that something looks I just loved it I got obsessed with it and I'm just really excited to have you here and I want to talk a little bit about your relationship because you were sharing with me that you're related in a way and I think that's really interesting especially when starting a business so I want to hear more about that and how you came up with the idea and how you decided to work together yay <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much first of all for even saying those comments and giving us that feedback because honestly like that means so much to us that's really what keeps us motivated and what keeps us moving right. como que nos prende los motores to keep going and to show up every day for you guys you know and the fact of that course. our message is being relayed in the way that we want it you know, mm-hmm. to get to our audience. Uh, so anyway, so me and Valerie, yes, we are sisters-in-law. Um, I am married to her husband. Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful relationship. Um, I met her, she's a ba- she's the baby here. So I met her when she was... I was tiny. I was I was like 12 or something. Yeah. I don't remember. So I was I really young. Her very young. I was like in middle school or something. But wow. she's, very ma- she's very mature. Mm-hmm. So when this idea came about early this year, it was in January... We were thinking about it and I reached out to her and I know her background, you know, I know she went to school for international relations and marketing, Mm -hmm. as we said, Uh, but she was working a lot with social media, with digital marketing, with with marketing strategies. Like she was Mm -hmm. doing a lot with the company in Mexico City and my expertise is more working with product. Mm -hmm. So as I started putting together the the concept of Posh Palma Styles, I said, I'm going to do this regardless because this is one of my dreams. Mm -hmm. But if I could partner with someone, who would it be? And someone who would probably be the equivalent, like, I'm going to say, mi media mitad, al, mm-hmm. a que el proyecto sea como completo y perfecto. And when I thought of her, I said, it's perfect because we have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. We have great communication. We trust each other. We're very transparent with each other. Like You're and, already stuck with each other. Not and, just we're, and we're stuck <laughs> with each other no matter what. <laughs> And um, we're just, we respect each other really, Mm -hmm. really great because when you get into business with someone. Yeah, you have to have that connection. You have, like, we have lives, like, individually outside of Posh Palma Styles. And, like, Mm -hmm. I have kids, you know, I'm much older, and we're, like, in different levels of our lives. So Mm -hmm. the fact that we're able to work cohesively and and agree on things and, Mm -hmm. and take each other's opinions and considerations, like, without feeling like she's going at me or I'm going right. at her. Like, it's like mm-hmm. genuine support. Yeah. yeah. And, and cultivating that over time, you know? And I think a lot of it, it's also like setting up those boundaries to make sure that you stay healthy because like uh-huh. Jelly is a fashion stylist and I have a marketing agency too where I, you know, have, you know, that's literally something that I'm passionate about too. And then we have different projects going on. Mm-hmm. She has her own business ideas and things that she wants to grow. And the fact that we balance things out and that it's like showing up every day, generally the corazón. Yeah. You can't go to the store and buy a piece of corazón. You know, you can't really go <laughs> and be like, I'm going to buy a piece of buena fe, good faith. I'm going right, to go right. purchase genuine support. 
you can't do that. So when you find that you got a treasure and really like make it work and create something meaningful, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I and love that. And you both said really important things. Uh, one of the things that you said, Jelly, was that you were looking for someone that complimented you like La Media Naranja. And I think this is so interesting because when I talk to entrepreneurs, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, and I think sometimes we have a tendency to work with someone that is similar to us, right? Like that's naturally we tend to like, oh, I mean, I love marketing. You love marketing. Let's work together. But it's really the smart thing to do is to find someone that complements your skills. If you're going to partner up with someone, if you're not good with the numbers, find that numbers person because you're already creative or vice versa. But I think naturally we have a tendency to say, oh, we both love social media. Let's work together. So I really, really love that. And that's so wise. I don't know if you realize how wise that is from all the stories that I've heard. Um, that's really amazing i'm really glad that you knew what you were looking for and then valerie you also said something really important which is setting the boundaries from the get-go and i think that's something so important especially with friends when they're starting out sometimes it's kind of hard because it's your friend and you want to or maybe if you're related you want to just have a good time and and start doing things together and i think it's so important from the beginning just set those ground rules and the boundaries and who's going to do what that is incredibly important so i feel like you're really off to a really good start so i'm really excited that you're sharing those gems with us <laughs> So I want to talk a little bit more about you, Jelly, because you said that you had this career in corporate and you were doing fashion, which is what you set out to do. So you really like doing that. So what led you to, you know, decide I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do my own thing. So I grew up pretty much, let's say, with my dad. So I'm daddy's girl. My mm -hmm. dad is my hero, my main, my main man. Yeah. <laughs> My husband and my son. So he has always been an entrepreneur. My dad is an accountant and he has his own business. Nice. So I grew up with him in a world that it was very much, even though he's much older, he was very open. He has a very mm -hmm. open mindset and he was very empowering when it comes to women. Oh, Both, that's so good. Which is very rare to find because yeah. my parents come from a generation where it's like normally there, but my mother is on the way other side, but I didn't grow up with her. It's very like, You know, like, oh, you have to go work and get a secure right. paycheck, you know, mm -hmm, and like, mm -hmm. the way you do it, let's be safe. No, my dad has always been like. And then in Latin America, we had machismo too. Oh, so that's 100%. really unique. Yeah. 100%. But me growing up with my dad, he supported me in what I wanted to do. And I, I told him from when I graduated, I said, I'm going to work in corporate America because I'm going to get the experience that I need. Mm -hmm. And I, it's going to bring me clarity as to what I want to do and in which path I want to go. Because the fact that I studied the business side of fashion, I have so many options. You know, I'm not restricted to just, I'm not plainly like designing. Like mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. do so many things. Right. So I chose, I mean, when I graduated from FIT that same summer, I went in and I started with Ideally, which is an e-commerce platform, an e-commerce retail site. And with them, I started, you know, in the photo studio, as I explained. And then from there, I got into merchandising. I got promoted five times because wow. when I love what I do, I give it yeah. my own, you know? Yeah. And, and I did that. And the reason I left there was because we moved from New York down to, to Florida because we were starting a family. And when I came to Florida, we got to Tampa first. And in Tampa, I started with the Home Shopping Network, wow. which was another great opportunity. They were just bought out by QVC not too long ago. So that was e-commerce and TV. So that was like a whole other world for me to learn how you, how you buy mm -hmm. to sell on TV. Yeah. So it was just great to learn all that experience. But At the end of the day, I knew where I was going to end. And I knew that I was going to have my own thing one day. And I also 
always knew in my heart that I was that I belonged in Miami. So mm-hmm. when I came to Tampa, I told my husband, we're taking this, but this is temporarily. Like, mm-hmm. this is not home for me. So when I got to Miami, I said, ya no tengo excusa. O sea, this is, <laughs> I'm here. I got to do it. I'm in my hometown. Like, I love this place. It's tropical. It's Caribbean. It's sexy. It's, it's yeah. us, you know? It's, yeah. it's I guess let's say like the melting pot of like Latin America. What Even else? Argentinian. So I'm Argentinian and that's the only place where I can find other Argentinians. You know? <laughs> so but yeah, I really love that. The thing is that you can find Chilenos. You can find yeah, you can find everyone there. <laughs> and you go out and the best thing is that you can speak Spanish to anyone and, it, mm-hmm. and it's like relatable. So I love yeah. it. So when I came here, I tell everybody I bet on me. You know, with no plan B. That's what I say. I bet on nice. me with no plan B. I didn't I love that. Back. I didn't look back. I said, this is, I, I got to give it my all and y pa'lante, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. And I love that, you know, that you kind of like took the leap of faith because it's hard. A lot of people toy with the idea for so long, but they never get started. So what helped you? What would you say helped you actually get started? Actually say, okay, I'm going to do this. You got, you got to Florida, but then what made you be like, okay, this is the time? I would say it would be my support system. So the mm-hmm. fact that I have my dad and my husband, I would say Valerie's included in there. And I also mm-hmm. have Adriana, which is like a sister to us. Mm-hmm. And she's helped me, you know, she's been part of my family now for six years. She lives with us. So my mother-in-law, like it's, it's hard. It, it really does take a village when yeah. you're trying to something and build something because not every day is beautiful not every day is easy in the entrepreneurship world like mm-hmm. it's hard it's rocky so I would say it's my support system and honestly I gave myself the time and I feel like a decade was a good amount of time for me to say I gotta do it and when I did it I said what's the worst that can happen Jelly think about the 10 second like worst thing that could happen you fail it's terrible right. you're still young <laughs> The jobs are still going to be there. Corporate world, the corporate America is no go- not going anywhere. So the worst that can happen is that, and I go back into the world and, you know, I get a job. But wow. yo, cuando hago todo, like I said, I do it from my heart. And everything that we're putting out there for Bosch Barman Styles is from our hearts. So like, to me, it's like, if it fails, I can't even say the word if it fails because I don't, I don't see it. Like yeah, I it's, a, it's not an option for you. What yeah. about you, Valerie? So you, tell me a little more about your journey because you're really young yeah. and you've already, you know, gone to Mexico City and done all these things. So tell me a little bit about that. And obviously you're really driven. Yeah, no. So I, I feel like I, I have been the same way. Like, I think I have been an entrepreneur since I was like six years so like when Dominican Republic, I would be the girl doing nails on the neighborhood in charging like Dominican pesos just to wow. make sure that I was always hustling, you know, always doing something for, for myself. And I always been like that, like naturally. And I also have my brother, her husband. He's a great entrepreneur, all my siblings, actually. And I feel like it's always been like a little competition of like who's going to be, you know, the next thing who's going to make millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> we always were who's going to be the first millionaire. And although I I didn't grow up with them I had the opportunity of I guess being away from my mom because she was in the United States and I was in Dominican mm-hmm. Republic gave me that sense of in the being more independent than the rest of mm-hmm. normal their age mm-hmm. I would say and like I would make patelitos okay let's sell them at school like what what is it that we're gonna do you know always thinking of ways of yeah. how can I be better and provide for my family and I also grew up in a country that's very humble you know what I'm saying I would say also growing up and seeing that since I was a little girl I have always been very self-aware Mm -hmm. like randomly like I would notice things as a kid that normal 
kids wouldn't notice. And it was just because I had to do it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to really look out for myself and really um, be creative though. So I started the, the little marketing agency, like doing some marketing work when I was in, in college. Mm -hmm. um, and I had like a little t-shirt business where I would make positive messages like on shirts and mm -hmm. I would sell around my school and I got the opportunity to give a scholarship to a student in my school from those funds wow so like I always had that in me that I wanted to create something and be like independently and be mm -hmm. like my own boss and like really uplift women specifically mm -hmm. um again growing up in a country that's also super machista yeah like the females in my family you don't really see them running businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like all of this self-awareness even grew deeper in me when I first stepped foot in the United States. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> woman, like you can run a business? Is that like, I could be a yeah. yeah. Like, can I do this thing? It was a combination of all of that. Mm -hmm. Again, in college, I was running the, the little marketing agency, the t-shirt business with my <laughs> friends. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it has always been in my heart. Like, I feel like I was made to be an entrepreneur. That's why when I graduated, I took the opportunity in Mexico because it was a Fulbright grant, you know, and going to different countries to represent the U.S. government. But in my heart, even in, you know, in the company I was working in Mexico, they would ask me, like, Valerie, what's next for you? And I was always like, I'm kicking ass as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I would feel bad because some of my friends would be like, wow, Valerie, you have, like, you can apply to, like, governmental jobs and you can do all these things and in my mind, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I, I'm going to uplift. I'm going to disrupt. I am going to be a game changer. This is all I, that. That I was born to do. Mm -hmm. So, and even when I came from, from Mexico, you know, I went through like really, I would say sad times because yeah. life was bas basically flipped upside mm -hmm. down with everything. Yeah. But I never doubted that the path was going to lead this way. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't see myself doing anything else. And the universe has aligned. Mm -hmm. everything perfectly for me to do this. So if I don't do this, I'm not really fulfilling the purpose that God, the universe, the tree, whatever you believe in has put in place for Valerie Diaz, you know? Wow. So I always being an entrepreneur, I'm 22. Am I going back to corporate America? It's not on my mind. If it happens, great. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I have to go through that experience right now because everything is aligned perfectly for me to kick ass in what I do and for me to continue to be a sponge to learn from other people. Because I don't have to go through the experiences to actually know what it's like mm -hmm. to be in that position. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at and, and my entrepreneurship journey is just the beginning. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm gonna run maybe other businesses. I don't mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm open and I'm like the win. I'm just going with the flow to see where this is going to take me. Well, this is incredible. And I'm sure that Jelly, you've had a big uh, influence on Valde being older and all that. But I mean, I wish I had the clarity that you have at 22. I could articulate everything that you just said back then. I could probably say it now, but not back then when I was 22. You really are ahead of the curve. So now walk me through the process of, I imagine you, Jelly, did you just one day say, hey, I want to talk to you. Let's do this together. How did that happen? What happened? Where did it happen? What was the conversation like? So I went with one of my clients. So I'm a stylist, as Valerie told mm -hmm. you. So I had a client um, call me in January <clears throat> and she told me, oh, I have a brand that reached out to me and they want to gift me a couple of pieces for me to promote because she has a large following here in Miami. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, okay. And she goes, and I told him that I could go, but I had to take my stylist. I said, okay, perfect. So I went with her. So we get to this place and I see that it's a neighborhood. Like it's a house. Like it's not an actual like retail location. So I said, okay. So we walk in, you know, we have a great time. The lady pretty much had a two floor home and she was running her showroom out of her, the first floor. Wow. So we leave from there and we're on our car ride home. And she says, I brought you here for two reasons. I said, okay. She goes, well, number one, I love to hang out with you. I go, well, I love to be with you too. That's why you're my favorite client. And then number two, she said, this is what you need to be doing, Jelly. Like she, in the little bit that we have only known each other probably for like five or six months, but she's become like a mentor to me. Mm. And, and she's, she's learned a lot about me. And she told me, you're too driven. Like, because I had told her about the store, but for me, Jesse, like the store was probably like when I was four, like when I'm 40, like I, right. I thought about this already, but I thought this is not now. Like to me, I was looking for every excuse. I was like, Oh, I'm a mom. Like my kids are little. Let me wait till they're, they get bigger. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they're more independent or no, the times, like, I don't know, like every excuse in the book that we look for when we're trying to launch something, because we, mm-hmm. we get that little, that little feeling, you know, yeah. So she said, you have to be doing it. She's like, look at this lady. She has her home. Not that you need to be even running a showroom. You can run something completely digital. You don't even need a space. Mm-hmm. She's like, but you have the eye. You have the eye. You love this. You love to work with product. You love to work with m- women. Like you, you're great. Like working, you know, dressing women and women feel mm-hmm. awesome. And she's like, why don't you do it now? Like, what are you, wa- what are you waiting for? You don't have overhead expenses. You don't have this, this, is that. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, you're right. So I got home and. I didn't sleep for like a week. I was like, wow. <laughs> oh my God, like, should I do this? Should I not? I didn't even, I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't talk to my husband. I didn't talk to my friends. I didn't talk to, I kept this to myself for like a week. And I was like, wow. But if I tell people, like people might think I'm crazy. Like, you know what? You start thinking yeah. all this stuff. So I called Valerie because she was in Mexico at the time. And I said, because like I told you, when I thought about this, I thought about every component. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I didn't have the digital component, and I also knew that it was something that I knew if I needed to learn it, I would learn it. But it wasn't something that I was so passionate about learning. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing a project, it's like you say, why don't you look for the person who compliments you mm-hmm. and, and you guys are both maximizing on your expertise yeah. and on what you love. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to do digital marketing if it's not what I love? I would do mm-hmm. it if I have to, yeah. but I'm going to be great at it. So when I called her, I already had that intention. And I said, Valerie. So did I, you call Valerie before you told your husband or you did tell your husband? Before? I told Valerie before. Wow. I told <laughs> that is amazing. That really tells you everything. <laughs> yes, I told her before I told my husband. Wow. Because it's like I needed to have like a plan. Like Valerie told you, my husband is a very successful entrepreneur. Oh, but with him, everything, yeah. with him, everything's black and white. You had so to bring the plan. Yeah. When I come to him, I can't just be like, Oh, I have this idea. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? Like, I have to come with him with like, look, this is what the store is going to do. Valerie's going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like, mm-hmm. como que todo structured. And then yeah. he'll be like, okay, that makes sense. Or, you know. Mm-hmm. So I pitched it to her. And literally right away, she said yes to me. Did you say it in Spanish or English? I'm curious. I feel like you probably said it in Spanish. 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 Well, what, what was your response, Valerie? What did you say? No, I think that for a second, like in my head, I was thinking, again, yo soy de la misma manera. If I'm going to do something, I never do it with half of my heart. Mm-hmm. I give it all. So I really wanted to make sure that it was something that I was going to be like full-blown involved. 
So we spoke about that, like, como, como iba a funcionar en relación con eso. But, you know, I think it was a great opportunity. Like, I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Because, mm -hmm. like she said, I have that expertise that complements one another. And then she mm -hmm. asked me about her. Um, running an online store was not on my book. Like, it was not something I was <laughs> thinking of ever doing. Yeah. But let me tell you, like, en el aspecto digital, que es lo que a mí me gusta hacer, I think it has been magical. And I think mm -hmm. it, at that moment, you know, like, Looking back, it was a great decision just because of everything that we have been able to build and then also how I've been able to myself to enhance my expertise. Right. You know, in my experience. So so it was it was amazing. And I think it's been amazing. And it, this is just the beginning of where we're taking off. Okay. So then you two were like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then share a little bit about your conversation with your husband. I'm really curious to <laughs> hear what happened. So I told him, so my husband, like I told you, he has a financial background. In his mind, it works like, okay, you, she's the one that tells me you have to have X amount of money saved before you mm -hmm. decide on going and jumping into a project that you don't really know where it's going to go. Right. What I didn't mention was in July, I moved to Miami in July of 2019. I took a six month gig with mm. a company as a freelancer in marketing. Okay. And it was representing companies in Latin America, in Argentina and Chile, actually. Cool. So when I took this opportunity, I didn't like what I was doing. So uh -huh. what I did was I prepared myself. At the same time that I was doing this, I joined about three or four like, like communities here in Miami, como women empowerment communities. Yeah. And I started building my network. Do you know of the Latina Pro? I have to do a shout out for them. I love them. You should check them out. Latina no, I think Pro. I follow them, but I yeah. haven't, I haven't reached them. I, I love them. So if you get a chance, check them, them out. Yeah, I'll, like them. I'll check them out. So here I belong to like three different communities. Mm -hmm. So when I came I was working and I said, I'm going to start building my network because I came to Miami and I knew no one. So mm -hmm. basically it's really your network is your net worth, right? Yes. Like go out yes. and it's who you know especially in this industry. So I started doing that. So I launched my blog. Valerie worked my website. She did everything for me. She was amazing. <laughs> so I launched the blog. I started writing from October of 2019. In February, I launched my styling packages. So in all of this, I was getting clients. I kind of, when I came to my husband, I came with all of that and I sold him like a package. And I was like, mm -hmm. look, this is what I can do. And I told him, I said, I'm going to give myself this amount of time because obviously... I'm not Valerie's age. Like I have two kids. Like, you know, right. I, at her age, I probably could have go slept on my dad's couch and like chilled and not yeah. But right now I have to help and, you know, I have a family. So yeah. I told my husband, I'm going to, I have enough to do it for this amount of time. And I need to believe in my, I, I believe in myself. Like mm -hmm. he knows how passionate I was about this. Yeah. And he said, let's do it. We've both been very supportive of each other because in his journey too, like I've had to, you know, I've had to hold the fort down here at home. Yeah. So it's been a lot, but that's how you do, like the only way for you to do it is to communicate and to mm -hmm. trust the process as you're doing it. That's what it's really been for the both of us. Wow. That's amazing. I'm glad that he was on board with it. <laughs> what, if, what if he had been like, no, you should wait. What would you have done? Would you have been like, I would have called my dad and my dad would have backed me up. And I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This is January, right? When you started? I called Valerie in January, but we started mm -hmm. probably like putting all the ideas together in February. February, okay. March. March. You launched during COVID, right? Yeah. So tell me a little about that because it, it takes a lot of courage and you really have to believe in what you're doing to make that decision and not use that as an excuse, right? So tell me more about that process. Yeah, I think that for us, it was very like a roller coaster. 
I would say because there were so many things that were happening at once. Like it was just not a pandemic. It was also like a revolution. Like, you know, we were going through our own things like individually as people and really like mm -hmm. adjusting to this new, the new normal, how people like to call right. it. Throughout all of this, if there's one thing that we had to do was one, be adaptable. And when I say this, I mean it from the bottom of my heart because we had to put, we postponed the launch three different times for different reasons, but they were all aligned with what was happening around the world. And we as community builders before anything that we stand for, we had to stand with our community and really make sure that we were in tune with mm -hmm. everyone and that we were showing up every single day mm -hmm. so it was really difficult i would say just waking up and trying to stay motivated but then trying to look forward to things that you didn't know were even capable of becoming a reality mm -hmm. and the uncertainty but what we had to do again was be backed up by, by our support system which is our number mm -hmm. one like she said like i'm very close to her husband my brother and i were like mm -hmm. like this yeah. and and just really making sure that you were constantly reminding yourself of your why and why are you doing it in the first place mm -hmm. and your purpose so like why did we start at the store you know and i'm not gonna lie i think that's what kept sustained for the most part yeah. throughout the mm -hmm. pandemic because we will wake up and like really have a schedule in place right. of how we were going to be you know making progress slowly but it gave us like a reason and like a goal like oh my god we're launching this day no matter what you know we have to just keep going keep going keep going it was really tough it's still tough we're still being adaptable. Like even when I map out the content for the week, for instance, we have to really think about mm -hmm. everything that's happening, digest it, and then what's our take on it and what's our approach and how are we going to make sure that we show up every single day. Right. You know, even if she's showing up with a sad face, mm -hmm. yeah. you're sad, it's okay, yeah. but show up, you yeah. know, and like really be authentic. So it's been, it's been hard and it's still hard. And I don't, you know, it's, it's just the journey and it is what mm -hmm. it is. And you just have to accept your reality. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Yeah. That's and then, so then you launched in July, right? In June, June, June 18th. And how did, how did that go? Tell me about the launch. It went, it was like mixed emotions though. Yeah. So wow. Valerie was going, I know we had like the week prior, it was like, we, we didn't, we weren't sleeping. No, uh, <laughs> no, not even probably like three weeks. What else? But like the, the week up was like terrible. Yeah. Wow. And then we all met here in my house um, before because we were lunch we launched June 18th at 6 p.m. So that whole day we were like, you know, running around and we were mm -hmm. trying to get everything done so we could be here at six, like, you know, all sitting down at the table with our computers, like, you know, just looking at those orders, sending yeah. out everything to all of our friends and family and loved ones and our network. And she hit publish and it was just like, yeah, it was a lot. Like I never sweated so much in my entire life. Um, and I think that the most beautiful mm -hmm. thing of the whole process is just working on something and see it, seeing it become a reality, reality, but also providing and creating a space for other people to see it become a reality yes so it's not just my win or mm -hmm. your win it's yeah. our, our win system yeah like we're yeah. on together so so it's i think it's been great um and it only gets better you know like right. you think we're excited because you yeah, like, yeah. launch okay but then it's like the marathon continues that's yeah. where the journey actually begins what's the biggest lesson that each one of you has learned so far in this specific journey with the store that you want to share 
for me, it would be really like knowing your why and like sticking to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's one that I've always mentioned and I always throw out there because we can talk about all the ins and outs that brought us to the idea of Pasharma Styles, the creation, the launch. And it's just, again, it's tough to be an entrepreneur, however you put it. Yeah. Like <laughs> people look at us and they're like, entrepreneur. Exactly. Like we're yeah. one, we have, I have two businesses. Valerie has two businesses and we want to have more, but mm-hmm. it's, it's hard because you have to be a structured person. You have to be disciplined. You have yeah. to, and you have to stay consistent and you got to show up yeah. and it's just a lot so knowing the reason why you started it your purpose and and sticking to that why like looking at it like you wake up and you're having that bad day and you're not feeling it or you're blocked you know and you're just like i don't know what to do but it's like yeah. remember remember why you started this remember that this is you're doing this from your heart because this is what you love like mm-hmm. I'm, I tell Valerie, I'm like, I'm tired, but like, I keep going. But why do I keep going? Because I love it. It's like right. adrenaline. Like, it's really crazy how like people, yeah. now I understand why people sometimes go like eight or 10 hours and people don't eat and it's yeah. like, you're, you're, you're doing it because alcoholic. you love it though. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think for me, and this is something that I specifically learned with throughout the, the launch and like the journey of all, don't ever underestimate your power as an individual or your communities Mm -hmm. and i think that as entrepreneurs we go through a lot of insecurities again i'm saying this from my point of view because i'm a designer Mm -hmm. like i I design things and you know you're questioning i you probably can relate to this but you're always questioning like is this good enough is this good enough am i doing am i good enough you know like am i actually good at this job like and then you keep questioning yourself but it's like don't ever underestimate your power your your own dna you know what Mm -hmm. makes you you, because that comes with way and Mm -hmm. that way could uplift people you can inspire people and you know when you're sitting just behind the computer doing something you don't really think about it that way mm-hmm. i think throughout this journey of push by myself i kept reminding myself like don't you dare valerie for a second question yourself you know don't <laughs> dare question wow. that comes with you as an afro latina woman you know mm-hmm. as, like, think about your ancestors think about all this yeah. the power that comes with that and how that influences your community because it's not just you working behind that computer. There's mucha gente. I am yeah, yeah. people that you don't even know are watching mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So como que that that is always in my mind. And yes, I have days where I'm like, I'm like, but then I'm right here and I'm like, yes, you do. You're not. <laughs> no, like I, I think Latinas, we can we we have a tendency to be a little dramatic, maybe from like telenovelas or something. But we're like, ah. but then we always we're also really resilient, so we always get. Uh, and it's like, why? Like I could do this, you know? Yeah. Like I have people backing me up. I have people rooting for me. I have I have to show up for my people, my community. So mm-hmm. there's no way if you're going through this and you are an entrepreneur. Uh, we're here to remind you to not ever question your abilities because you still got this. I love that. Thank you so much for speaking to our audience. I'm sure there's people nodding their heads uh, or when they listen to it, they will. So I want to hear what's next for you because you mentioned that you're a serial entrepreneur and I can relate to that. So what's the big picture? Like, where do you see yourself in the best case scenario? Yeah. Individually or as the store or both? Both. Let's talk about both. I want to hear from you both. Amazing. No, so I think when I'm going to just speak on regards to the store and then I'll transition into mine and then I'll give it to Jelly. But with the store right now, we're so Poshman Masao's like it's a lifestyle brand, you know, Mm -hmm. we sell clothes, but 
in reality, the, the store is not just closed. We are community before anything else. So right now we're working on developing a program to showcase a designers, female designers, awesome. local female artisans from different parts of the world under Posh Palma styles. Why? To offer them one visibility and two representation. Because if you think about it, these designers are not getting the credibility that they deserve through different markets. And we want to create that space and build that platform where they can come and we can really showcase them for who they are. So right now we're working on developing that program um, to really directly impact women-led businesses and women's mm -hmm. lives. I love and that. we also have a component that's called a Spoken Jefas, which is mm -hmm. in our website. We kick it off um, recently. And basically, it's a space where we're highlighting a spoken jefas um, from our community. And as a jefa, you can, if you really think about it, like in Latinoamérica, una jefa, usualmente, mm -hmm. back in the day, se relacionaba con el hecho de your mandona. It's changing the, the nar narrative for this mm -hmm. work and really creating that space for women. Mm -hmm. And now me, as I come to my personal brand, I'm working on Raices Media, which is mm -hmm. also the marketing agency. And um, Jelly also helps me with that. Basically, it's a marketing agency where we help you from the roots of your business. And that's why it's Raices. I love that. I love the name. So, thank you. Like I'm working on building Raices. Um, mm. It's also like something that I really want to be known for because I do love marketing. I love designing, mm -hmm. love creating. And, you know, really helping businesses directly with their social media, their strategy, especially woman-led businesses, you know. Mm -hmm. Again, back to my roots growing up in the yeah. art. I really have that. So here that I do have that, I want to really be a creator of space and a cultivator. And then just have my own personal brand. And Instagram, I am the Hefa creator. That's okay. my name. And basically, I just want to grow in that sense of, you know, inspiring other creators, um, Hefas, and, and really directly impacting women's life. So, porque eso es lo que a mí más me, me gusta. Mm -hmm. Women-led businesses and really mm -hmm. multiplying impact. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited and I can't mm -hmm. wait to see how where life is going to save us all <laughs> oh my gosh i i mean you're amazing you're incredible i can't believe how young you are and all the things that you're doing and i can really see you doing even way more like just along the line and that's the thing about the entrepreneur journey is that as long as you're doing your best you can end up places like even bigger than you thought and i can see that for you so i'm really you excited know, you don't have a choice you know it's like some people would ask me like, oh why do you do what you do i'm like i have to do it you and just I, have to. I have to, you know, like I, I have to do this. Like, you know, I was raised by a single mom. Like I have mm -hmm. to, there's no way or this is the way, you know. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jelly? So for me, I'll, I'll add just to the store component because Valerie spoke pretty much mm -hmm. about what we're working on now. But something that we're really excited about <clears throat> that we hope to be bringing soon is a label actually done by the two of us. Mm. so that's something that i am super excited about yeah i like she told you push Palma styles is we pretty much will be representing other latina um other women sorry mm -hmm. not only latina um artisans and designers mm -hmm. that live mm -hmm. under a shop in pushpalmastyles.com wow but our goal is to have our own label so so we're working you know behind the scenes okay. on starting we have ideas so mm -hmm. we're who we partner with to have help us bring that to life mm -hmm. but that's something that we're very excited about it's something mm -hmm. that's going to represent the both of us and it's a fun project like, mm -hmm. for me it's even more fun because i'm working with clothes so i'm like yeah, yeah 
want to put it you know it's nice to see things that you see on the street and things that relate to me and Valerie and it's like we're dressing exactly you know how we love and yeah. maybe to show it to the world you know and and gauge how our audience loves that and that's what we've been doing ever since we launched social and all of that so that's the other component of the store that we're very excited about when it comes to me I have partnered recently this past week with Glam Hive it's a platform for fashion stylists so that's something that it's a pretty credible platform so I'm doing some styling on there aside from doing my own styling on you know under my website mm-hmm. oh nice but I have bigger visions um, mm-hmm. I definitely have in my world uh, something that I want to create some sort of agency mm-hmm. because when I talk styling I don't talk about dressing women in, in just clothes like for mm-hmm. me it's more psychological than that mm-hmm. for me it's very I'm very into allowing women to feel beautiful and helping mm-hmm. women feel beautiful in their own skin like accepting who you are for who you are and like dressing for who you are you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be just your typical stylist like I don't mm-hmm. want to clothes for you and be like oh here like you're gonna look pretty in this no like I want to create a relationship I want to I want to start with generations, like early generations. Like when I talk mm-hmm. about talking to girls, like girls mm-hmm. that, have, that maybe haven't even gone through like puberty that are like starting early mm-hmm. on and girls that wake up and they're already going to school and facing issues thinking that they're not beautiful, that mm-hmm. they're not enough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they're, so just like, I don't know if in all of this that I've, I did a workshop like a week ago, which opened my my mind to to so many things that I want to do but I want to create like either workshops you know or Mm. classes or something where yeah and then I want to be able to have like a fashion show like at the end it's like you get to walk your own like your own I feel like now now I need to move to Florida (laughs) (laughs) so so no it's just really like helping women like nurture who they are Mm -hmm. and feeling beautiful in their own skin like it yeah confident and you're you know what I mean and you're happy then it doesn't matter what you put on it doesn't matter how expensive it is it doesn't matter which label it is like you're gonna glow in whatever it Mm -hmm. is so for me that's what I'm more passionate about wow so if you could give me a style tip I'm really curious as you were speaking (laughs) I I do want to share this because you're a stylist I want to share that um, I think right now for me it's been like a process since I became an entrepreneur to find that style because when I was in corporate you kind of have a standard and one thing is I was always straining my hair Hair because where oh. I was, I was like, quote unquote, the professional way, right? So I was always straining my hair. And I was also just dressing in cute, like it was my style too, like a lot of obviously like pencil skirts and, you know, the typical suit and all that. And I was still like, compared to the rest of the office, I was still like more stylish and still like really try to showcase like my own taste in a way but I still stayed really conservative and and within the parameters and I think once I became an entrepreneur I went to the other extreme of like yes I can wear whatever the heck I want and I think now I'm like in the process of like discovering like what's really my style one of the things is I'm wearing my hair curly every day and that's like a game changer like for anyone listening out there just embracing your hair texture whatever kind of hair you have saves you so much time too and I honestly Honestly, generally, when I look at myself with my curly hair, I'm like, oh, I'm actually prettier with curly hair. It's like God, it's kind of like God knew what he was doing when he gave you whatever <laughs> hair texture he gave you, right? Like, it is like that. so I, I do want to hear from you because I'm, I've been thinking about it. I just, I guess, never made the connection until you were talking about style. But I'm like, what's really my style now? Because 
again, I've been, we are so conditioned as women to like, this is a professional way you dress. This is the entrepreneurial way to dress. And it's like, no, I want to find like my own style. Do you have a tip? Like, how do you find your own style? Like, how do you realize, like truly, truly come to terms with like, okay, this is how I want to show up. For me, it's a lot, it's a lot based on, well, first of all, let me go back to rewind a little bit to you wasting your curly hair because I got to shout out to my sister-in-law here. Yeah. She's been on this curly hair journey for six years. And I was like you, I used to blow dry mm-hmm. my hair from the moment that I can remember. And for me, it was because I was in corporate America and I yeah. see my hair like this. And I used to be like, how am it's I going to It's so pretty. In, how am I going to walk into a meeting with my hair? Then you and- just got out of the shower or something. That's how I felt like it, it would look yeah. like you didn't get ready for the day. And, yeah, and honestly, or- that's what people did think. It wasn't just like paranoia. Like people oh, and- do, did think that. Yeah. And people would stop. People stop. Sometimes they're like, people will say like, come like or like what's going on with your hair like or do you just leave the beach i heard that one like do you just come from the beach (laughs) i'm like this is my hair it's like you said like now i look my hair curly and i tell her all the time i'm like thank you and she's been educating me for a long time it just Mm -hmm. just started that i decided to accept it you know because we all accept it at different times of our it needs to happen when it needs to happen naturally yeah yeah. So it started, you know, maybe for like three months now for me. And I haven't oh, used wow. any blow dryer. Like I haven't used any heating tools on my hair. This is who I am, you know, now this yeah. is this is me. And in terms of the style for me, it's, it's based a lot on inspiration. You know, mm. I was the loud person in the office because <laughs> I wasn't wearing your typical, let's say your typical pencil skirt. I was mm-hmm. wearing the big poofy one that had tool and mm-hmm. that was like bright pink or right. like coral. So I've always been the one kid is like Masaya. But my style is my style is Bush Bama styles. Like yeah, I loved it when I saw your your page. I was like, yeah, it's it's a reflection of like we look at everything and we have the product and we're like we both love every single piece we want to buy because Mm -hmm. represents who we are. Right. So your style, I would say, just like really like look deep, you know, and look deep into inspiration. And it's not just inspiration of other like Mm -hmm. people that are in fashion or fashion. Mm -hmm. Put all those components together. Like places that you like to eat and their decor. Like mm. it has a lot to do with how you dress and what decides mm-hmm. your style. Awesome. That's pretty Thank much you. You're welcome. I feel like a lot of women, especially when we become entrepreneurs and now we have the freedom to do more and get creative. I feel like a lot of women wonder that, you know, how do I dress now that I'm an entrepreneur? Because honestly, I couldn't, I gave away all. And I was still the person in the office that was still wearing things that were a little bit more fashion forward than other women. But even then, I remember when I moved to San Diego, I was like, and I quit my corporate job. I was like, okay, I literally donated like most of my, cause I'm like, there's people out there that are going to job interviews and they need this clothes. I don't need to wear these in San Diego. People in San Diego are so casual too. So <laughs> here it was like kind of too much, but also it just wasn't me. I just realized like it was me within that. Like when I was in corporate, if I was going to be in corporate, yes, at least it was cute. It was, everything was cute. I was kind of, of like, a Ann Taylor type of style I was really into that when I was there but once I came to San Diego and everybody's so casual I like to still be a little bit dressier than the average person but I like to be comfortable now and I realized like I have so many pairs of like high heels but a lot of the times I just wear like my short heels you know because I'm like just want to be more comfy maybe I'm it's because I'm getting older you know I don't know but girl um, I'm 22 and I like to be comfortable (laughs) I think it's just a matter of like, why am I giving myself blisters every day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. look at, and look at accessories. Like yeah. accessories are like a girl. You're, you should be your, your best friend. This is like 
me trying yeah, like, today. Yeah, like the little bow you have. Like we're very, I'm very into headbands, like hair mm. clips. You know what I mean? Like things like really nice, like statement earrings. Yeah. Como que things that make an impact, you yeah. know, level up yeah. with your accessories. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. As you were talking, I just had to ask. I was like, wait a minute. I have a question. <laughs> Let me get a styling tip 101. Yes, <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for sharing, ladies. Anything else that you want to share before, you know, we go for the day? Like any other tips? Any Anything else? I would say that just whenever you're starting something, just really love what you do um, mm -hmm. because it makes the process so much easier. Um Every day, despite the fact that we have mentioned that it's, it is a lot of work, we wake up and we do what we love. Mm -hmm. And then to add on to that, when it comes to like the branding identity, just like really make sure that you show up as yourself, especially when you're building your brand. And this is directly for business owners. I know mm -hmm. that a lot of times people are like, oh my God, like we get this question all the time. Like, oh my God, how are you guys doing with the branding? It's about like, really showing up as who you are because Posh Palma Styles is cultura and herencia. Mm. And, with that. and we show up every day as cultura y herencia. And because of that, it's working and it would continue to work and we would continue to create that impact that we're aiming for. And to I just check us out, um, please support, <laughs> check out our website, poshpalmastyles.com. And what's your social media? Is it the same? Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I seriously could talk to you all night. <laughs> I love your story. You can FaceTime us another time. Yeah. Yes. Whenever you come down to Miami, please uh, give us a... hundred percent I will. And let's stay in touch. And if I can be a resource in any way, let me know. I'm just super excited to share your story. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, besos. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Femex Podcast. I truly hope that it has inspired you and helped you grow a little more. Don't forget to follow us on social at Femex Podcast. That is F-E-M-X Podcast. I'll see you there. Besos.